It's the Dirty Sheets podcast back for your Friday, so you have something to listen to over your holiday weekend if you are in the good old United States. If you are not, enjoy working while you uh, listen to this podcast. I'm Kev Manning. I'm from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All of my nonsense, just type in Lingus Mafia wherever you get your podcast, YouTubes, anything like that, patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. I am along with the guy who did a three-and-a-half-hour show on Brad Shepard's podcast called Allow Me to Apologize. And um, this is Billy Body. Billy, how does your own cock taste? Let me know. How does it How does it taste? Is it okay? Is it like a, a chocolate bar like a Ahmed Johnson for, for gold dust? I know what you're talking about. I know the bit. That you're referring well, to a bit, I, I the whole into... show. What are you talking about? A bit. What whole show? I'll I, I, I explained a bit why <laughs> so I went into the, I went into like the I went into the money thing where I was like trying to address the fact that it's important. I think I don't just say it because I like to say it. Like it has you do become it multiple times like, though. <laughs> it has it has become no, I don't do it multiple times. It has it has become something to say it has become something to say to to troll to troll people because it gets under their skin, but initially, <laughs> You're it was, me. initially, initially it was done just as a fact because it's like, look, I got my money, like I, my house, I'm not going to ever be homeless because I own it, and you know, it, I, well, I, I just I'm only working to pay bills now, and this allows me to to say what I like, like no one else can do that. That's why they're all doing fraudulent content. That was the point I was trying to make, and I remember the point where where I made it. Um, but I don't remember doing it over and over again. Well, I mean, it's it's usually every week. That's it's the thing that you say to the moron fans. It's I have this much money. I drive this car. I have this house, and I've always been to the reasoning of let other people blow you. You don't have to blow yourself. You could let other people. Now it's very known. It's very known what you have and all this stuff. You don't even, I don't know why, I mean, I go into that camp of all the people that you've priorly worked with that you don't anymore, where I say, why do you, why do you even reply to it? I, I think people like you to reply and like you to block and like to get you to interact and like to get you to fucking be upset. And it's like, I, you see some of the shit people say to me on the fucking Twitter. What do I do? I retweet it and like it. It's who gives a living piss. So I don't know why you feed into that and allow it. And it's like, you can't win. That's they tell you the sky is red and you're sitting there going, are you a fucking retard? Look, it's blue. And they go, nope. And it drives you fucking out of your mind because obviously it's blue. You will never win. It's impossible to fucking make a point. And for that person to go, you know what? After talking about it with you, you're right. You know, I've seen the fucking way. It's impossible. If anything, I've tried to talk to people when they've had the difference of opinion. And and at, in the end, my whole thing is I am not going to be them where I say you're not allowed to have an opinion about something, whether I think it's wrong or not, because that's what they do to us. They say... I, you're wrong, you're a fucking race, all that shit, right? So how is it me being right to tell them they're wrong for something? It's it's the way I would like them to reply to me. 
you have your own opinion. I don't agree with it. God bless you. I don't give a fuck, though, if this is your thought or not. It doesn't affect me, and you're allowed to have it. Um, the only thing I get bothered by is where you cannot have a communication with those people. Like, I go, okay, well, let's talk about this. I want to know why you think this, and I'm going to tell you why I think this opinion is correct. They won't dare. Or the ones that hate you to death, and I've contacted them and go, I invite you to come on the show and tell me this. No, I would never fucking come on you. It, it turns it because I go, yeah, because you're a fucking pussy. They can't fucking talk to you. So I'm like, anyone who has a opinion, whether they hate me or not, I'm like, you're free to come on the show. And I'm not going to bash the shit out of them either. I'll let them say what they want to say. And I'll have a counterpoint to it. And if I find them to have valid facts, the, see, the same way you talked about Ben this week. I find this fucking great the way you talk about Ben because this is very different from how you normally approach things. You, I know, you, you're set off, you know, drop of a hat, you're ready to say fuck you, right? So if someone says, you know, fuck Billy, he's a fucking asshole, you go right back at him, fuck you too, right? You go the mm -hmm. route with Ben, which is very honest. You are beyond honest about it because Ben is all about fuck you, you're a piece of shit, I'll kick your ass, this and that. You have gone the other way of going, man, me and Ben got a lot of same opinions, you know, in common. I don't know why he doesn't like me. You're not straight to the fuck you. <laughs> so that, I think, befuddles him practically because it's like, I don't know why you're mad at me because we think a lot alike in all this kind of stuff. And you make a good point that he's trying to keep the door open for, like, he's going to be getting into WWE when we know that's not happening. Or AEW, whatever. You know, so it's those ones that want to, well, I better, you know, not say this or that because it might come back to bite me and I need to, like, have everybody be my friend and this and that. So you having the opinion about Ben and not just right away being like you're a douchebag because you have the same opinion where you could have gone the other way. What am I wrong about here? Nothing? What do you mean? Like everything I've said, what's your opinion on all of it? Um, I don't, I don't know what this has to do with a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, your opinion on Ben, am I right about that? Well, it's not a F you right away. And also, why do you even engage with a retard? If, if they are what we say and the people are retarded, do you think you could reason with a person who is retarded? An actual retarded person. You can't reason with that, obviously. Their brain is messed up. So why would you bother to try? But again, this is not what I thought we were talking about a podcast. We're talking about me overall. Like we're talking well, about things on, I... Yeah, this is on the podcast. This is you. I mean, this is the same as you tweeting, but you... You were saying it on the podcast. It's, I have this, I have this, I have this. You guys are fucking, you know, asshole losers that think this and this and this. It's the same thing as tweeting it out as it is as talking about it on the show. So why do you bother to... I mean, you say you do this to troll people, obviously. A very small part of the show. That, I, that was that was literally about 20 minutes of uh, the show. I don't know about that. 
you might want to go. I might do a bit where I actually set the timer every time you bring that kind of thing up, and I'll tell you how it's worth it for me to do. Just for fun. I, 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 I remember a section of it. I don't remember it because I remember the beginning was what we were talking about. The immediately started with the whole Kogan situation, and then we tried to cover Night of Champions, and then we went through all the people. And, you know, there's particularly the part which is interesting where Conan was completely exposed. I don't know if you That's, that part That yet. is where uh, I have, I'm in the middle of it, but we had a record. But that is, I mean, I've heard that thing by uh, Conan, uh, but you're in the middle of reviewing that um, on the show. That's where I am in the show. I don't know how much time is left. Where he told me um, to apologize because I quoted a Brad Shepard story. And then on another, on another video later, he says he didn't know who he was trying to pretend he's cool. That, that's that's what happened because um, it's just because Conan's just a big phony. That's that's what it is. But um, but yeah, this is. Um, the, the, I remember the chronological order of the show, and I know there was a part of it where we where we did that, but it wasn't consistent through the show. It wouldn't have actually been. It wouldn't have made any sense for that to be consistent throughout the show. Well, um, <laughs> dealing with a madman. We didn't even talk about making sense. Um, let's get into our show, but everybody should go check it out. And plus there's going to be clips on this, uh, channel, right. Of your interview with Brad. I think, I think so. Yeah. We haven't yeah. received him yet. So, uh, but I mean, as, 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 as I said on, on, on just a second ago, it covers, it starts at the top with this whole, um, racism situation. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, we're at it here as well. We talked about it on the show and it came about in terms of me defending Hulk Hogan and talking about how I see racism and, and, and what it is. So we start with that. We then move on to Night of Champions. We then move on to talking about various things. Um, I, I then, at that point, talk about um, the, 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 the premise of that conversation, of, of what Cab's talking about coming up, was discussed for a very short time, period of time. And it, was, and it came about because Sean, Sean Ross's SAP, Sean Ross Sapp's property was, and his details were, were released, so he was doxxed. For once, he was docked by somebody else, and he has a cheap house, which isn't fully paid off, and it kind of puts holes in the whole thing where he's supposed to be the most successful, well-paid journalist, and if you were, you just wouldn't live there. You wouldn't well, live in that here's, town. Here, let uh, me defend this for one second on, on that. There are different parts yeah. of the country, obviously, where it is a way cheaper to live, and that doesn't mean the house is a shit sty, right? So, like, when I'm looking at places to move, I see places in Illinois that are northern Illinois from Chicago, and you get a big fucking house for three hundred thousand, right? Up to five hundred thousand. I've looked, and they're fucking like mansions for five hundred thousand. I take that five hundred thousand dollar house and I move it to San Jose. The fucking thing is five million at the least. So a lot of things are like that, and I know for sure Kentucky. Fuck, you might be able to get a fucking. Uh, a fucking 12 car garage mansion for fucking 500,000 in fucking Kentucky. So, I mean, I don't know uh, the inside of his house or how many bedrooms, all that kind of shit. Right. Um, I saw that you sent me the, uh, the thing that was found online about, you know, how much his house was and this and that, but that's the only thing I could say uh, about that, that I know different areas, different prices, obviously. And Kentucky is, <laughs> is not going to be high. I'm the same everywhere in the world. It's, it's cost more. It costs more to live in London than it does up. Than it goes up north. Like I could, I could buy a mansion instead of this apartment. Yeah. Like in 
in certain parts of England, but but I don't like as as I, as I choose to live in this area because there's more going on. But sure. and I'm and I'm 15, and I'm 15 minutes from the city, so this is where I, I choose to live because I I've grown up with a city life and I want to I want to have agree that with busy you. lifestyle. I want to have that busy lifestyle. I want to be able to fucking get a burger at four in the morning if I want one. Um, <laughs> I can't so, do that where I am. <laughs> right. So that, that's just, that's just me. But obviously if yeah. he doesn't want to do that, that's fine. But the thing is, is that then, then you do go and buy that you do go and buy the 500 grand mansion or the million dollar mansion or whatever. But the fact is, is that as I said all along, he doesn't own Fightful. He isn't successful. It's all a lie. He's got everybody like all the, at least his followers conned. Is he supposed to be that, the highest paid guy? He's supposed to have the most patrons, but five really? is not his. And I've kind of outlined to people for a long time. He is an employee who will be on a salary. He is an employee who will be on a cut or a salary. He works for Fightful, just like the Will Washington did and, and everybody mm. else. His job, he's a content creator and he's paid to create content. Like I, I own Lock Betting and I own Dirty Sheets, but I work for the Sports Gambling Podcast. The Sports Gambling Podcast are massively successful, which they have been mm-hmm. over the last few years. I don't fucking see any of it because my because my money hasn't gone up for a couple of years in terms of what I do per show. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the same situation he's in. He's unless he is creating his own paywall or or anything like that. Unless he has a lock bang or he has a individual podcast, which he doesn't. His main income will be similar to what I earn from sports gambling podcasts, which makes up around about a third of my income. So. I've always felt like this guy earns a third of what I do. And now we, the evidence is there, but ultimately going back to the podcast, that's a small part of it. Um, we talk about him. We talk about the satin confrontation because that hasn't been discussed in any other podcast. And Brad also saw the video and wanted to do it. And we talk about Bing. We talk about Conan. We talk about disco, all things that we've done here. Um, Cavs chosen to focus primarily on <laughs> one part, but the rest of it is, is quite varied. Um, it it's goes, a good it show. A it's a good show. It's just, I mean, obviously it's long, but um, if people, you know, you don't have to have it in one sitting be done. But uh, if you're doing stuff and work and have an earphone in and this and that, um, they totally enjoy it. And it's uh, at Brad's. Uh, allow me to apologize. You want to type that in um, the the pay-per-view. We're not going to really talk about because we did a show for your lock betting uh, podcast. And uh, people could hear the betting lines on there. And we go into way more than just betting on that show. So if you guys want more content on our opinions on what's going to go on on the pay-per-view and why would they do this and that. And uh, there's it's it's a whole show and it is not just betting lines. So I encourage people also to go over there to get on that. No, I, I that was one of the better shows that we've done. It was um, this year. Yeah, it was that, a, that was it. That was a good of that um the good preview of that of tomorrow's pay-per-view that i think people should listen to yeah we're going to give you a few rounds here of, of some topics and uh go over a couple of things uh that we're going to talk about so let's get into round one you recently talked about uh hogan hulk hogan the great or as you say the goat on your Twitter, and of course, people yell and scream about he said the N word ten years ago. So you know the end of the the world has come about, and um, 
so you were defending Hogan, and it is interesting because Brad did mention um, that, oh, Sabu showed up, who has tweeted the N-word out, but everybody, including Sap and everybody, has no problem with that. And that is uh, allowed for AEW. But Hogan said something, so Hogan is banned for life. Like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. He can't go to AEW. Um, point of that tweet, right, mm -hmm. and different to the conversation we had with Brad, because I'm not going to have the same conversation again, that was more along the lines of what I think racism is and kind of being more so defending the situation he was in where I talked about, you know, maybe his friendship through... Rodman, as I said on that show, was maybe made him think, oh, this is a type of, if you're going to be a black guy, it's got to be this guy. I think he was always in awe of Rodman. I think he enjoyed being friends with Rodman. It's not very often someone of Hogan's celebrity is going to be on par with someone and think, because he's always going to be around wrestlers and he's always going to be the big dog. You know, Brutus, Bar Brutus Beefcake, Jerry, uh, not Jerry, so Brian Nobbs, they want to be Hogan's friend, right? They were his friends in the business, but they are what they want to be his friend. Everybody wanted to be friends with Hulk. I think when Rodman comes along and you're on par, he probably thought that was a pretty cool guy. Uh, and and that's why I kind of felt maybe that's why that came out. But this isn't to defend Hulk Hogan. This is, this is basically to say, okay, he did what he did. If you don't want to defend it, fine. If you want to say it's racist, cool. But you can't undo the history. You can't undo the fact that the business was built on his back. You can't undo WrestleMania 3 and the people that came to watch it. You can't undo the pay-per-view numbers. You can't undo the merchandise numbers. You can't undo the fact that he was this huge star. You can't undo the fact that he then fucking had a second bite of the cherry of, of his career and had a, an, an unbelievable yeah. heel run on top in the NWO. This guy's been on top in two eras and then even came back and had a, had a comeback match with The Rock, which you could almost count as... A third error, but let's not. But two errors is enough. To dominate two errors, to be the king of the 80s, and then be to the king of the 90s as a heel, mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Number one guy. And no matter what he says, if he even if he says, if he says nigger, he says nigger, and you can see it however you want to see it. If he rapes and kills, still doesn't change anything. No, still it doesn't best. because it's it's yeah. Because if you're looking at somebody's body of work, it doesn't matter. Like I mean, Ty Cobb is a fucking like horrific I always, uh, human. So like I always say, it's the same example. I I don't care how many children Michael Jackson yeah. fucked, whether he did or didn't. I'm still going to listen to Thriller. I still like the song. Yeah, and, the video. I, and I, I agree with you on that. It's it's you're not looking at the person; you're looking at their body of work and. um you could say Benoit had some of the fucking greatest matches you've ever seen. One of the best workers ever. Um, doesn't mean he was a fucking good human being. Uh, you know, so, and the same with, there's plenty of people in sports. OJ fucking, you know, killed his wife. He's still he a great running a good, back. He was a good, he is a good, he probably, probably was a good human being. Otherwise he wouldn't have had any friends in the business. He wasn't considered unanimous. I think there was a, a brain damage like thing that happened at that point. When, of course. Uh, yeah. like, you hear things like, you hear things like, Oh, Warrior was a dick all the time, or Enzo Amore was a dick all the time. And you hear these consistent stories about people. You don't hear that about Chris Benoit. What you hear about is that he had a bad day or a bad week or whatever it was. <laughs> he had a real bad uh, weekend. A really bad, yeah, he had a really bad week. Yeah. So I don't even think I'd call him a bad person. Um, so with uh, Hogan was in the news this week talking about he wanted to possibly, and he talked to Shane before mania and that he might've been in mania this last year. And he was, it was an interview with Aaron Hawani and uh, they're talking about maybe he would have his quote unquote farewell match with Austin. 
And with it being wrestling, it's not like it's a fucking football game where, you know, you're going to die, where you could be protected. And I think Austin is capable enough to protect and help. He's not falling apart. He, I mean, he had that match with Owens, and he was fine. Um, and it's like, well, Hogan can't do the leg drop. And I say, well, Hogan's also not winning. He doesn't need to do the leg drop. So would you be all for this? I would 100% be for this um, as long as it was done in a correct way. I'm not expecting uh, a real match. I'm not expecting him to be in his yellow trunks because he's a 70-year-old man. This shit's going to be hanging a little bit. And I think he will get on the juice uh, before this to bulk himself up. Uh, to fill out a little bit more. I mean, the guy's in fucking still great shape for fucking 70. I mean, obviously he's not what he was, but the man is 70. Um, and also on that side note about him uh, with his racist, you know, how dare he? Um, how come he's not able to be forgiven? Where isn't, isn't that whole, all those people that condemn and everything, isn't, isn't, don't they teach tolerance and forgiveness? The man has apologized. And, uh, but the holier than thou, you know, the most people who don't forgive them are the white people. I don't know the blacks that, that say like Booker is, has, and hasn't, uh, Mark Henry too. And, you know, and then did the new day say they forgave too. And I like that by the way, um, why do that I, it's their job to forgive. <laughs> like they're the fucking end exactly. all be all. They're the gatekeeper. You didn't say it to them. So yeah. what's it what's what's do them? I don't understand. I don't understand it. They're not in any position to forgive anywhere, and woke white people certainly don't deserve to have an opinion on it. Like, they really it don't. It's, it's I I say the same. I say the same thing about uh, men with abortion stuff. I go, you really shouldn't have a fucking saying it at all. It ain't your fucking, it ain't your fucking uh, body. So shut your fucking mouth. It's theirs i understand oh it's my child she's killing calm the fuck down it's not your fucking body um so it, it's the same thing i'm like yeah white people shouldn't have a fucking uh saying that at all no but they do but they, they they're, they're the ones who who push cancel culture the, the, the hardest and yeah want everybody punished life and nobody's nobody's forgiven the, i mean this, the is, this guilt, is the thing the white, they're, guilt, they're both- white guilt they're mostly the people out there doing the whole guilty until proven innocent. They're the reason we don't have the Velveteen Dream and Enzo Mora and these God. people anymore. Never even got um, convictions or anything against them in oh, the end. Oh, it's uh, always guilty so- until proven innocent. And the same with the Enzo thing. Didn't they? They dropped all the charges against him for that. And it was like it wasn't even true. But as soon as there was any accusation, they fired him. Obviously, that was just an excuse to get rid of him, and they didn't like him. And so it was like, get rid of this guy. Now we have a reason. Um, someone accused him. Fire him. Um, and and right away I think, oh, maybe he can get himself in AEW. But as quote-unquote woke as AEW is with the Hogan situation, and I'm like, oh, they're not going to allow fucking Enzo to come in there. They, they got a hard-on about that kind of stuff, even though maybe you would think uh, Big Kaz put a word in or something like that. But... Uh, if that's the way, but apparently they're not that uh, strict and woke because Sabu's allowed to be there, so that's fine. It, it's it's whatever fits their agenda. It's it's the same as the people who preach the Bible and say, "Well, I believe the parts I want to believe, 
They say, no, no, you have to take the whole book or take none of the. You can't pick and choose. If you believe this is 100% right, you can't go to the next page and go, well, but I don't believe this part, so I won't take that part. And it's also the journalists who, who cover it. There's, there's no integrity there when they're not, they're not calling it out. If Sabu had been had Sabu had been on Raw this week, they would have they they would have found oh. those tweets. But, but the certain journalists have chosen to ignore it, as I was saying on, on on the show. Brad, I pointed this out. Like they they they're not credible because they they pick and choose what they want to what they want to discuss based on who goes what who goes to what company. So this is the thing: it's totally fine for AW to do everything because they have a closer relationship with them. They're treated differently when they go to press conferences. Like they're, they're actually treated like real journalists, whereas WWE don't look at them as, as real journalists. They look at them as wrestling journalists, and WWE always want that real journalist rub. So WWE will never upset ESPN or New York Times or anything like that because that's where they want to be. The wrestling dirt sheets, they don't care. They're lucky to even get there, whereas AEW roll out the red carpet for these people, and that's why you, know, you don't get any um, genuine... Uh, in genuine journalism with any integrity from these people. I mean, this this is proving that this week. But I've always known that. What what you'll find that will that, that ends up happening over the course of you know any twelve month period, like you you hear me say something, and you'll see people going, oh no, fucking, why are you saying this? And you you're full of shit. And then I'll be right. And then people, and it will be too far along the line where for people to backtrack on what they said. Not that they would anyway. But over the course of over of time, I'll be right about everything all the time. Like just in terms of how I call out these journalists, things I say about Conan and keeping it 100, just everything. Everything I'll end up being right about when it comes to this industry. Because it's so fucking crystal clear to me who everything is, what they do, what their agendas are. It's, it's clear. But um, you'll see it again. If, if Hogan is around at WrestleMania 40, uh, he's already going to already know he's going to be around January because they're bringing out like merch, merch lines through Mattel and through WWE Shop for 40 years since he won the title. Um, so there'll be loads of stuff and loads of Hogan Hogan stuff available to buy. He's definitely going to make a TV appearance um, on, on Raw or it might be an old school Raw or something or a SmackDown around about that time. Um, and then we'll see if he ends up doing anything at Mania. But, but, you know, the only thing that might stop that is if these woke journalists actually build up some momentum, which is crazy because it's it's targeted towards Hulk Hogan. Um, maybe this is a guy who um, who didn't give them, who, who, who they could never get an interview with. They know there's no interview there of Hulk Hogan. They know there's no relationship there with them and Hulk Hogan. He wouldn't piss on them if they're on fire. <laughs> Yet, um, there was very, very little said about Ultimate Warrior once he was dead. Because once he was dead, everything was all forgotten. Of course. But the comment of the comment of Ultimate Warrior whilst alive are so much worse than oh, Hulk God, Hogan. Yes. He, he wasn't taped by accident. Nope. And now it's like, well, oh, get the war, get the Warrior Award, get the Warrior Award. What's that? I hate gays. <laughs> you no kidding. Like, he's screaming, like, queering, and and fag, and he's going crazy with all that shit. Like in in uh, like uh, speaking seminars. Do you remember people were leaving the room, and like they all started getting up and groaning and walking out on him because he was doing all that shit, and now he's you know fucking hero, right? 
He's a hero because he died. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need. It's the same as with, when your dog dies. It never did anything wrong while it was alive. It was the perfect dog. It, it never ate the garbage. Nothing like that. Once it's dead, it was the perfect fucking dog. Um, Finish him. If you have any final uh, words on Hogan before we get to our next topic. Oh, God, I've just seen a video where Chris Jericho is getting more tattoos. Um, oh, God, on that skin. The final, the, yeah, the final thing to say about Hulk Hogan. Yeah, if you want to. Otherwise, we'll go to the next round. No, he's the GOAT. Like, they, you can't do anything about it. Um, 100% agree. He, he's, it's all, it's been um, historically, um, it's, it's historical fact now. It's been logged in, in history. Just like, just like everything else. You can't argue with any other history. The Holocaust happened, and so did Hulk Hogan. The um, the only thing I would say, like Austin what had T-shirt. That would be <laughs> yeah. Go go market that T-shirt. Um, <laughs> that would say quote Billy Body at the bottom. Um, <laughs> Holocaust happened, and so did Hulk Hogan. Might be the title of the show. Um, <laughs> uh, so the only thing that there would be with the goat argument, I would think, and even close would be Austin. But it was a, like a hellacious run, but short. So that's that's the biggest difference where Hogan's was just much longer. And then, like you said, top of the fucking world as a fucking baby face. And then <laughs> decades later, top of the world as a heel. You cannot get it better than that. Um, Round two. So... Billy, do you plan on buying a, a nice, big, juicy hamburger so you can get into uh, AEW's pay-per-view for free? <laughs> this is the latest that we've seen now because um, they're having problems selling tickets. It's weird. Uh, this is almost the same as what TNA was back in the day where they would go to England and sell crazy amounts and then you know, it would come back to the United States and sell four tickets, which I've always said, why don't you just stay over there for quite a while and... Uh, if, if it's that big, bleed it out a little bit. Um, so now they're trying to sell the pay-per-view and they're giving, first it was 40 bucks for four tickets, things like this, trying to fill up as much as possible. Now there's a, uh, where was this sign where it was buy a burger and you get a free ticket to uh, the pay-per-view? I'm trying to see what Steve Carrier's report is about where it actually is. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming eventually you'll get to do this for Wembley. Buy buy some tennis balls, get a free well, ticket. So they're trying to deny that this is that this is actually happening. But what they can't deny is the fact that they did try and sell four tickets for four dollars, like four four tickets for forty dollars. That was that was a public thing. So this is some kind of um, some kind of restaurant that sells different kinds of beers and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called is it Crowlers? Now offering Crowlers juice from, or is Crowlers some sort of drink or something? It's part, it looks like it's called Pub 365. Maybe this pub Maybe. bought a bunch of tickets and then they were like, oh, get people to come no, in, buy shit. Happen. I mean, they're losing money if they do that. <laughs> Again, like I spoke about the AW ticket situation on Brad's show mm-hmm. in quite a lot of detail. Uh, won't go into that much detail again. I think I might have even already done it on this show yeah, you have. about why I don't think the Wembley shows a sellout. But, but piggybacking off, off that, of that, um, as the as members of the Wembley Traders Association, um, we will be receiving free tickets to the show. Like we receive free tickets for every event uh, that goes on at Wembley, unless it's a hardcore sellout. So we will not get anything for the FA Cup final 
But we did get some tickets for the FA Cup semi-final, even though that was a hard ticket to get. And AW will be relatively easy to get. Uh, my dad will be receiving tickets for that. And what this bar has obviously done is they've decided that, in, that nobody wants the free tickets that they were given. And they are instead going to give them away and as a way to make people purchase. Mm-hmm. So they are their comp, they are their AW comps. I assume they would have somewhere in the region of 25 to 30 comps as what they were given for their staff and none of their staff want them. So they decided to turn it into an offer or their staff weren't even asked and they decided to cash in on it and say, yeah, if you eat here, we'll give you AW tickets. That's all that's happened here. It's quite clear to me what's happened. They're, they're basically finding, and if you get those tickets, I guarantee you they'll say comp on them. They'll say um, they'll say business comp or whatever on them, which is what they are, business comps. Um, so that's what's happened here. That's that's my take on the situation. And it's sad because um, we needed this company to be so much better. We needed we we had the we had the guy with the right um, the right bank account, the right bank balance running it but not the right brain because he's a loser and he's a mark. And unfortunately, that's the last thing we needed. We did not need a indie wrestling fan who read the Wrestling Observer or anything like that. It would have been so much better if the Smashing Pumpkins guy had this much money and was able to actually go out and and, and buy um, proper wrestlers and make a real charge because we need opposition. We need an alternative. And sometimes they do do some good alternative stuff. And I'm not one of these people that are opposed to the bleeding and stuff that they do, but even though it's excessive, I think it's really excessive and it, and it takes away from it. Did but you I'm see not the video game? The Did you see that the, the screenshots from the video game with the blood? It's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh fuck. It looks like little scratches all over their backs. It's like supposed to be patches of just blood all over everybody. My good Lord. Mm. Yeah. It's like, basically it's <laughs> like, basically, um, AEW might as well stand for AIDS. AIDS elite wrestling. <laughs> Fucking uh my god. Um yeah, the uh that that coming out apparently there's supposed to be like crazy stipulation matches in that video game, <laughs> like exploding barbed wire matches. I'm like, Jesus. <sighs> I mean, as I said, I don't have no issue with that. I have no issue with you being the alternative product, but the fact is is that yeah, it's just too much it's not enough storyline it's too messy and then you're using that blood all week until people are completely water until it's completely watered down yes i mean moxley's out there. moxley's out there every month bleeding more than his wife does i mean <laughs> how long have you been working on that line <laughs> sorry on twitter <laughs> I, 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 i'm test, like that was I a setup it, I, I test it on there and bring it to the big show um, <laughs> go to the nightclubs you know with the local audience and then <laughs> bring it to the hbo special yeah. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I heard actually. Um, I heard I was re- I was reading up about. Um, well, I was talking about the Hogan thing, and I was saying he was the ha- he's the number one household name, mm-hmm. and I was um, say like you know the only other person would be the Rock, but the Rock's worked his way up to the third highest net worth in the world. But I needed to actually check what that was, and it turned out it was like eighty million dollars is what his net worth is, and he is and he's third, but number one. In number one entertainer of all time with a 90 million net worth is Jerry Seinfeld, who I know, wow. who I know continued to practice material at the normal comedy clubs where he would do like 20 minutes to, to try out stuff. They so all do because Chris Rock he, does that still and Chappelle. Right. Yeah. 
which is nuts because after Seinfeld and he returned like to do stand up, they did big stand up sellouts and would practice their material at the little comedy clubs in New York where he would probably get, they probably say, I mean, he probably didn't even take the thousand dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever they paid. Yeah. He probably just like going, oh, I, but you don't pay me. I want to come in and I want I want to come in and test out this stuff. So that's fucking crazy. Because they're never These advertised. Clubs. They're not advertised. They just show up and go there. So it's like, oh shit. So it's not like the club is packing people for them. So Seinfeld's getting more out of it than the bar is, um, because they're not like you know, advertising him being there. I'm sure he's like, you know, go split it between those poor comedians that are nobodies, you know? What do you think of people? Like, when you have $90 million and you still want to work and you still want to, like, perform, you still want to, like, divide. Would you a, stop a this staff. if you had $90 million? I don't think you would. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, because I just do this out of hatred. Um, <laughs> I know. I've always that, said so, if I had that money... I would pay my lingus guys and we would do the show three times a week and that would be their jobs, but they would have to like, I'm requiring them to write bits and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it would be a job, but it's like a, you know, it's a fun thing to do. It's not like, Oh my God, I gotta go to work. You know, who cares? I mean, if I had that money, I'd probably have the thought. I'd probably have the third wrestling company to be honest. And then all these guys would be sucking, sucking my dick for, for jobs, that's that. It's funny how quickly it will turn around. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. What I would do. I. I don't think I'd be able to sit still. But at the same time, I don't think I'd put you myself trouble, under the pressure. Of, maybe. I, I think. I think you would do a lot of drugs because it would be. I need to do something because I could do anything I want. I need to do something I probably shouldn't be allowed to do, and that's when people. That's why people we, get themselves in trouble. We speak about drugs on the other show, actually, last night. I remember talking about drugs for a bit on that show. Yeah, um, about with uh, Riddle and Porn Stars. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. you have listened. Yeah, I've listened. Mm. I know about you. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we're done with Finish him. this topic here. So, let's go to... Final round. And this is where you were talking about... And, Jesus Christ, I, I saw this and I go, I got to talk to fucking Billy about this. You talked about the pillars. And the AEW pay-per-view and oh, the pillars of the company. This is their big fucking scary pillars that have... <laughs> and you go, if this is your pillars, the fucking... It's a leaning tower of Pisa. The place is going to fall over. Um, their pillars are Jungle Jack, MJF, who is the real deal, uh, Sammy Guevara, who is a talented wrestler, and uh, Darby Allen, who I think will be in a wheelchair soon. I, I can't imagine he does not... It's something I said. I was talking about this on the Lingus show. Like he's gonna imagine seriously you're, you're, injure you're Darren, Imagine you're Darren Drawsdorf, and you're like, <sighs> you made like one, you, you made one miss landing, and you're seeing this. Prick, it wasn't even like, him that did it. Stuff. It was someone else throwing him. It no. was D'Lo tripping. Yeah, you probably fucking, you probably want this guy to fucking <laughs> have something happen. Go! I can't wait till you got a big pot belly and can't work out and got to sit in a fucking chair. Um. So these are the pillars, and you're like, this is a fucking joke of a fucking pillar thing. Uh, and, and the fact that anybody, <laughs> the betting lines or whatever on MJF losing this title in this match is the stupidest thing ever. Um, but then you were talking about the pillars of WWE throughout the years. And my only objection to while reading what you had was how in the hell 
Do you know the fucking years and who was there during the years? You are so locked into wrestling. I know you like to say, I mean, you do, you, you're locked into wrestling out of the love of wrestling, not out of having to broadcast or anything, but you have a fucking steel trap mind when it comes to what happened, what pay-per-view, who main evented everything, which I, like I've said, my line to you has always been, I don't know if you should be proud or ashamed because I can't even come close to, I said, if I have to go toe-to-toe with Billy on who I think was the pillars during these years, I'm going to be completely lost because I won't know who was there during those years. But you have to try, and I'll help you. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, tell me who is around because... You give your names, and I'll give you... And I'll debate um, certain names for you and see if you want to change. That's how how it can work. I can can try and change your mind with, with facts, and then we'll see. Okay, I, I'm good with that because I was like, Jesus Christ, it's going to sound like I've never watched wrestling before because I'm going to be like, I don't know what the fuck year. Um, I give you a, a maybe a rough amount, but uh, like you go, okay, now you want to go, so we're going to start in the 80s? Uh, the Hogan era? Yes. Because it's going to be Hogan, obviously, right? So I went from, I went five years at a time for these pillars, but 1987 to 1992 could essentially be WrestleMania 1 to 1992, because there wasn't a drastic change. It was the Hogan era. There were a few guys that that came in. Um, like, for example, if you go to 84 mm-hmm. to 87, there is no Warrior. Alma Warrior comes in at 87, which is why I kind of made 87 the cutoff point. So, yeah, 87 to 92 um, kind of, in my opinion, eliminates Andre, but kind of allows Warrior to be in it. So, okay. so 87... 87 to 92. Now, let me give uh, you mine first. Let me give you mine first because I don't know yours. And off the top of my head, I can see if if I nail something, right? Um, because mm-hmm. I just see that you're li- – like, I didn't read the list. I just saw that you had all these dates. So I would go with – Okay. So 87. 1987 to 1992. Okay. So or I'll, if it helps you, three to eight if it helps you. Okay. That's fine. Um, I would go Hogan Warrior, and I'm always thinking mm. DiBiase – and I would do Macho Man. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, in fact, I was almost rethinking my choice. I ended up putting Jake in um, mm. because I wanted to accommodate the 92 heel run. But essentially, I began thinking that may have been the wrong choice because um, DBOC was your house show heel for every single champion. He was actually yeah. the number one heel in the company. Uh, Savage turned, and he was the heel that faced Hulk Hogan. But consistently, when Ted DiBiase bought the belt, he would go on to have the program with Savage. When Hogan beat Savage, he would have matches with Savage. Then he would go on to have them with DiBiase. Then Earthquake. When Warrior won the championship, Hogan worked Earthquake. Warrior worked uh, DiBiase until Rude came in. Uh, DiBiase had a program with Jake. So he was the more consistent choice as the number one heel, I would say, throughout that period. But I just went with Jake because he played a heel and a face and was um, quite a household name during the period. But I think number number four could be Jake or Ted DiBiase. doesn't matter. The only other one worth considering is, is Piper. Um, mm. but, his, but most of his stuff was pre-87. There was actually a retirement at WrestleMania three and a comeback in 1989 
after he shot the film they live but the fact Greatest that he did that film. film alone could be enough for him to actually get in but you I, like I that film by the way it's not bad oh i fucking love it it's, it's like a favorite i really like it um all right what's the next group of uh years so the next time I went through was 92 to 97, which is called the new generation. Okay. Um, and essentially, this is, we got fucked on the steroid trial. We can't have Hulk Hogan working here anymore. Yeah. Um, Warrior's gone. So this is all building up the new guys um, that, that came Ooh. through during that. That is a very much a down period business-wise. Okay. So here's my right off the top of my head. And I actually got quite a few here, which is... Yikes. Oof. Two, 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 two names are very easy, and then it's just about the other two. Two names. Uh, Brett, right off the bat, that's the easiest one for me. Okay? Yeah. Um, And now I have multiple. One I could mm -hmm. probably take out, which was the second person I even wrote down, but then I start going, fuck, there's bigger people. I put Mr. Perfect in there. Um. And then I also have Yoko, I have Taker, I have HBK. <laughs> I'm like, and then there's Razor Ramon, too. I go, fuck. That's, mm. oof. So I got to go Yoko for sure because he was fucking like an unstoppable fucking monster for quite a while. Alex is in that fucking thing for a little bit. Um, I'll go Brett, Yoko, Taker, HBK. All right. Um, yeah, I went Brett and Sean. They're the obvious top two. They mm -hmm. were the talents you were primarily pushing during that time. Um, Sean had the hero run, kept winning Intercontinental titles, and then WrestleMania 12 falls underneath this bracket, as does Degeneration X. Um, the formation of DX happens in 97 as well. Mm -hmm. So Sean's your automatic alongside Brett. Take is massively consistent during his time. He has his feud with like Mankind, but also prior to that, He's having the feuds where he's fighting all the big guys that can't wrestle. Kamala, Giant Gonzalez, they all they all come in this period. Undertaker versus Undertaker happens here. Um, Undertaker Karma, Undertaker versus Million Dollar Corporation, uh, Undertaker Mankind, Undertaker wins the, the world title at WrestleMania 13 in the main event. So he goes in. And the last one I took is, so the last one was difficult for me. And it was between Yoko, Diesel, and Razor. But looking at the definition of the word pillars, Razor Ramon was here for four years of this. Yeah. Diesel got pushed in 93 and was out by 96. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he established himself as a pillar. He was a world champion and Razor wasn't. So maybe he should have got in instead. But Razor was here for four years of this. And he worked heel, face, um, challenged Bret Hart for the belt, had four intercontinental title runs probably should have been a world champion and just over this over the fact that it was more time and i just felt like he was a cooler character i felt like kevin nash was pushed mainly because he was just so big yeah and i don't think that that and i don't think that that worked uh when you turn diesel into a smiling character i don't think that was a very good year for the company so i think it could have been either one yoko as well but yoko Again, came in at the end of 92. He had a huge year in 93 where he beat Brett, lost to Hogan. Um, then he won the belt back with the, the whole camera thing. Then we had the body slam competition. Lex couldn't beat him. But by 94, he lost. Yeah, by 94, he lost the belt to Brett. 
he worked a quick program with Undertaker where he was buried. And then he kept come. Then he only surfaced occasionally. Like he took a nearly um, six months out, and then he won the tag belts with Owen. He could only work tag teams because he was too fat. He was written off TV to lose weight, but he didn't lose weight. Um, he was written off um, by 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 Vader, mm-hmm. who injured him. But yeah, it was ultimately just a case of um, him never being able to get back to where he was. So he only had he only had a good eighteen months. So it wasn't enough to put him in. So I. I narrowly put in Razor above mm. Diesel, but but having Diesel fine, I think the other three are solid. Um, you can't you can't not have Brett Sean and Undertaker. They were the, the they were literally the pillars, and they were the ones that stayed whilst WCW were growing. You know, Vince was like looking at these guys, going, "Oh, I can't lose Brett, can't lose Sean, can't lose Taker." Mm-hmm. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went. Tells you they're not pillars of the company. Yeah. Uh, what is your next year group? So five years again, 97 to 2002, defined as the Attitude Era. I think this is uh, pretty self-explanatory. You know what, though? There's uh, one that could be moved around. I go Austin, Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. I got the same, except I don't have Kurt Angle. That's what I'm um, thinking. I still have. Yeah, I still have Undertaker in there. Ah. Um, the other ones, we the other ones we don't need to really talk about. Uh, Triple H got his push here. Uh, mm-hmm. Broke up DX and uh, all Rock and Austin were just number one and two quite clearly. And Undertaker during his time, um, he had the feud with Kane, which was his main attitude era feud. After that, he had the Ministry. We then had the corporate ministry, and then we had American Badass, who runs till 2004, mm. but arrives in the 2000, and there's two years of American Badasses. So he's prominently on top. Kurt Angle comes in in 1999, wins title in at the end of the year 2000. He beats The Rock, but is not trusted to defend it at WrestleMania as a big enough draw. So they go back to Rock, Hogan, Rock Austin again at WrestleMania 17, and Angle's in a nothing match. I think that really hurts him for me, um, that he did not headline a WrestleMania in this period. So I don't have him in the in the list. But I, li- I do like her angle, and I would like to have got him in, if not here and in the next one. But I can tell you I didn't. Okay, so are we going 2002 to 06? 07. 07. Yeah, this, yeah, this defined as ruthless aggression okay. era, 2000. 2007. It's actually defined as 2002-2009, but we'll just take it to 2007. Keep our five-year thing going. All right. Um, this, this was the hardest one because there was a name that didn't get in here, and mm-hmm. it wasn't Kurt Angle, but I felt as far as the definition of pillars go, he should have got in, and I didn't put him on the tweet, and it was my biggest um, regret and biggest, reflect, biggest reflection point from the list. Okay, I got Brock right off the bat. Am I right? Brock is there at this point. Brock is getting there first time. Brock's there. Brock's there, but he's not on my list. Okay. Um, see, this is where I'm like, I know this is where Cena shows up, but is Cena really Cena at this point? Between 2002, 2007? Yes. Because he does the I have well, had- aggression and slaps him, but he's not. Is he thugonomics yet? Yeah, Ruthless Aggression is in 2002. Thugonomics is in 2003. Oh. The babyface turn beating the big show is 2004. 
He yeah. wins the WWE title at WrestleMania 21 in 2005. He main events WrestleMania 22 in 2006 with Triple H, and he main events WrestleMania 23 uh, in 2007. So he is during this period, <laughs> he, he 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 does he he surpasses Hulk Hogan in merchandise sales. Wow! Uh, but not but but um, but not Steve Austin, uh, or does Steve Austin level numbers having two years where he earned eight million dollars in 2006 and 2007? So these are huge. Years. Okay, so two of them. so I'm still putting Triple H in this then, um, mm -hmm. and Kane. I don't have Kane. What's Kane doing around this time? Is he getting the? Uh, is he he's bald? Fucking Kane. killer Kane. Kane's a bit watered down. Um, he's not really doing anything in 2002 in 2003 mid 2003 they decide to do something with him where he unmasks and turns heels mm -hmm. again turns heel again he goes crazy um but then ultimately loses at wrestlemania 20 to the return of the undertaker um and then undertaker begins having good matches at wrestlemania um from from the from the next year he has orton mark henry's not great but batista is but it's really in the next um decade where undertaker has his best wrestlemania matches but here we are starting to see taker funnily enough as he gets older wrestling a lot better but kane doesn't do much at all after the um after the unmasking like after the unmasking he's great promos he were great and when he was he had the world title and he sat in the ring in smackdown and had a whole fucking speech and stuff like that i thought he was good at this point where you come in in shackles and shit like that he didn't win the world title like this but he, he was he was he was beating everybody, yeah, till until he lost to Undertaker. And then But um, it's a short short period. It's it's a short okay. like it's it's about nine months, yeah. I gotcha. Um then I would think Edge. Uh, I didn't get Edge in here. When is he rated um, R? What year is the rated R with Lita? Uh, so he he the Matt Hardy things in two thousand and five. Oh, and he turns rated R. He turns rated R in this period of 2006. Yeah. Oh, I gotta have but, him in. There. But it's just, it, it's still a case where they're primarily pushing Cena. So he has one um, short like world title reign here, and then he has another world title reign in 2007. But he's never given it for a long period because they're primarily going with 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 Cena. He does go on to a main event WrestleMania 24, but it's in the next five years. Okay, so I'm assuming you are having Orton in here. No, I don't have Orton either. Okay, go ahead. What's your list? My list is number one, well, for me, was was John Cena. Mm -hmm. um, number two, I, like, like, this is not, not number two, three, four, but the yeah. second guy I had was was Undertaker here uh, because he's now um, we got the end of American Badass who then becomes um, the normal Undertaker again and starts having these these better matches WrestleMania the, most of 2005 he's feuding Randy Orton in 2006 he's feuding Mark Henry Great Carly but he's still the main person on Smackdown and at WrestleMania 23 he's he's in such good shape that he's getting the belt again so the fact is, you know, the Undertaker is there. Yeah, he's having some so-so feuds with um, Heidenreich and things like that, but he's still the main person over on SmackDown 
um, to, for the most part. Now, this is this is the big contentious part. I've got Undertaker in. I've got Triple H in because Triple H is still in 2003. In 2002, he had that match with Shawn Michaels and he was the World Heavyweight Champion and he had a feud with Michaels, which went on for forever. Um, and then he puts over Chris Benoit and then he gets the belt back. He, he beats Bill Goldberg, loses to Bill Goldberg. Then he loses to Chris Benoit. Then he has a feud with Batista. Um, his main events, like two WrestleManias, uh, three WrestleManias here, 20, 21, and 22 during this period. Triple H main events. And he was going to main event 23 as well, but he was injured. So this is your clean-shaven Triple H. This is the leader of Evolution Triple H. So I put Triple H in. Mm -hmm. And the other guy I had in was Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels makes his comeback in 2002. Mm. And he's just like... Um, you know, this is where you realize that Michaels can wrestle again and he just has a good match with absolutely everybody. But he was also the person that I considered taking out because when you're looking at pillars, you should have really had Dave Batista on this list because he was the guy they were making. He main evented WrestleMania 21 and he was always on top when he was actually fit. The reason I put Michaels in ahead of him is because Michaels was a better wrestler. He was more over and Dave had loads of injuries. Like he missed WrestleMania 2022, and he didn't have a very big match at WrestleMania 24. And he was, and I think he missed 25 for injury as well. So his injury record wasn't good. But he was, I mean, WrestleMania 25 doesn't matter because, and 24 doesn't matter either, actually, because this is not the period. But 2002, he's decon Batista. 2003 doesn't do anything really apart from be the, the henchman in evolution. It's 2005, he gets hot. And I didn't think that was enough to put him in. But him and Cena were, were neck and neck in 2005 in terms of they were supposed to be number one and two. So when you're looking at what their intentions were, and you're looking at the word pillar, Dave should have been in there. But I just couldn't get him uh, ahead of the consistency of Michaels, the star power of Undertaker, the constant push of Triple H, and the constant like push of Cena and the merchandise sales. So I couldn't get him in. I just, I, I, I still can't get him in now. Okay. Um. So we're going seven to twelve. Seven to twelve. What were your four? Um, I had off my head. It was uh Brock, Cena, Triple H, and Kane. That's what I had originally, and then I was like, oh, Edge, and then I put an Edge instead of uh. Can't you talk to me off of um, off of Kane to put an Edge? Yeah. Well, bro. Brock only wrestled two years in his period, and then they were well, they were on top, but two years yeah. out of five, You're right. you can't you can't you can't get. Um, so 2007 to 2012, this is the end of ruthless aggression and the start of PG. Just starts here, um, but it's just one year. Um, sorry, so it's one year before three hour raw, still. So oh, at boy. least it's still tolerable. Um, so Punk is around, right? Punk is around, and this is uh, the last couple of years of this will be the start of him being in the main event. Yeah. Mm. So I'm. I'll put Punk in here. I'll put Cena in here uh, again. Cena's going to be in here for quite a while. Um, mm. uh, what the fuck did I? Oh, is Batista doing anything? Is he around yet? Batista leaves. He's Batista in leaves in two thousand. Okay. No, Evolution is finished by now. Batista. Okay. Batista's been in the main event since 2005 here. So, but he leaves in 2010 after he he loses to uh, John Cena at WrestleMania 26, and then he leaves. Yeah. 
So again, it was difficult to get him in. Um, and then I'm thinking, uh, Taker again is is. What did I? Did I oh yeah. Yeah, it's always it, it's it's like you're gonna have Cena and that kind of thing for a while. Like, um, it's like you can almost put Triple H in all these things for a while too. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so th- those are mine. Then I, I'll put in uh, Punk, Cena, Batista, and uh, and Taker. And I had Hardy in there for a second too because he was hot as shit. But I I don't think it was that long, right? No, and he left uh, two thousand and nine. So okay. Um, so I ended up with um, Cena again because he's still on top. Um, works on top at WrestleMania, um, or works or wins a world title. He's in the title match at 24, in the title match at 25, beats Batista at 26, loses to The Miz at 27, and is feuding with The Rock at 28. And these are all here. So John Cena's on top, and it's all building towards, uh, you know, WrestleMania 28 builds towards him winning at WrestleMania 29. So even going into the next five years, you know that Cena's going to be an established pillar, still has ridiculous merch sales, Undertaker is my second choice because this is the real beginning now. WrestleMania 23, great match with Batista. WrestleMania 24, main event against Edge. WrestleMania 25, beat Shawn Michaels in the, in the match of the night. WrestleMania 26, retires Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 27, works with Triple H. WrestleMania 20, uh, 28, Hell in the Cell with Triple H. So the Undertaker is having his best matches here. And this is the peak, the absolute peak of the streak. Um, then I have the Orton between 2007 and 2012. This is the best five years of Randy Orton's career. And he has to go in. Uh, this is where he has a uh, legacy. He actually gets to run a group, uh, legacy. Um, he goes psycho on, on triple H, um, and kisses Stephanie during this period. I was gonna say He's, he, he'll turn, um, he wins the, he, he retains the belt at 24. He sorts out his behavior primarily is the main thing uh, because instead of being a guy who's constantly suspended through 2007, 2012, he becomes a performer that you can trust as a heel and as a babyface. So he has a really good heel run um, where you do that thing with Stephanie. Um, I mean, he's a champion in, at, at WrestleMania 24 as well. Um, but at 25, he's challenging for the belt after winning the Royal Rumble. Then you, you have the thing with Legacy. He does end up winning the belt in the end as well, despite losing at 25. WrestleMania 25 is a really poor main event, but like I won't use it against him. Then he becomes like the hot baby face and he's way, way more popular than John Cena, but he isn't like given the number one spot. At WrestleMania 26, if you listen to the responses to him and you listen to the responses at 27 when he faces CM Punk, like he's way more popular than John Cena, but John Cena is like a machine and they're not going to get... Um, you know, they're not going to remove him from the top spot and all turn him heel or do anything like that because the kids are buying so much of his stuff, but the adults are, are, are um, audibly pushing towards other people and Orton being one of them. Um, the last position I wanted to get punk in cause I prefer CM punk mm-hmm. and it's the summer of punk and everything happens in 2011 to 2014. Uh, 2011 is the summer of punk. 2012 is, is, is the, is the big heel run. 2013 is when he drops the belt and I want to get him in. Um, and I should get him in, but I don't think his 2007 to 2009 is good enough in 2008. He wins money in a bank has a really terrible run. In 2009, he wins it again and has a better run. 
where he retires Jeff Hardy with that whole drunken mm-hmm. drug and drug in storyline, but he loses to Undertaker and then goes back down the card where he's losing WrestleMania matches to Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. And then we get the pipe bomb and that really should get him in. But if I, if I get him in, that means edge is never a pillar at any point. And edge here is a consistent performer more than he was in 2002, 2007, because his push starts in 2005. So you only get two years of that. Whereas here between 2007, 2012, it's a solid five years where Edge is in the main event, like solidly. He um, he loses to um, Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania 24. At WrestleMania 25, he walks in as the World Heavyweight Champion. At WrestleMania 26, he challenges Jericho as the Raw Rumble winner. At WrestleMania 27, he retires after he beats Alberto de Rio. So these are all solid. And in 2012, he goes in the Hall of Fame. So these are all like huge, huge years for Edge. He's still like the rated R superstar. Um, he's cashing in money in the banks during this period as well. Um, cashing in his second money in the bank, which he got from um, Mr. Kennedy. Um, when Mr. Kennedy, they thought it was more injured than he was. They had Edge getting the money in the bank. Um, he has a ridiculous feud here with Undertaker. Uh, that runs all the way to WrestleMania 24. So if it's not now, it's never. And I just, I don't think, I think Punk's two years are better than anything Edge did during this time. But I think overall, the consistency gets him in because for five years, he's an absolute solid main eventer. Like mm. he's, he is a main event. He's like in your top three throughout this whole time. So he gets in. Okay. So 12 to 17 now. Uh mm-hmm. So, you tell me if my timeline's off here, but I went... Three hour rolls begin. Yeah. Uh, Cena, Brian, Orton, Rollins? You, you can't be wrong about this, so that's fine. Whatever okay, you think. I was like, um, I, I'm always like, is this during the times of this? That's why I'm like... In my head, I'm kind of like, that sounds like when the Brian thing happened, you know, you know, but I'm not 100%. Like, people might think you're reading off a fucking paper, your notes, and you are not. <laughs> you just know. Dude, me. Yes, you. Oh, no, I don't read anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sitting I, bed. The way it sounds um, like, it sounds like you fucking have notes, but I got to tell the people. Yes, you're just uh, <laughs> doing this off the top of your head. So tell me your, tell me your five again. Um... Four. Uh, Cena, Brian, Orton, Rollins. Yeah, that's a perfectly um, acceptable list um, because Rollins cashes in money in the bank during this time mm-hmm. and Brian receive his push. I just don't have any of those two in my list. Um, so I don't have Rollins in because I just prefer the four that I've gone with. And I don't have Brian in just because... Wow. Um, there was the whole B plus B plus thing mm-hmm. um, for a while, and he gets the push, and then he in 2014 he wins the title, and he immediately gets injured. 2013 is a great year, but in 2014 he only works for for four months. He loses the belt, and then has to concede it, has to give it up, and then he comes back in 2015. He's the Intercontinental Champion, and after WrestleMania he's gone again. So the guy he worked on top really for two years of the whole period, and then from 2015 to 2017 he's retired which means I can't get him in over the other guys. The guys I did get in were, again, John Cena, because this is where he beats The Rock, and he has a feud with Bray Wyatt, 
And then we're doing the US Open Challenge again. So he's still up on top again. Um, WrestleMania 16, he is injured. And at 17, he proposes to Nikki Bella. So certainly not his best period. He's winding down, mm -hmm. but he's still John Cena. So he's still John Cena. He's still enough. Um, I've still got Undertaker. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've, what is this? Two thousand. Yeah, I've still got. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. This is the. I've, so I've got Undertaker out now. Yeah. Um, I've got Undertaker out of this period, despite the fact that he works with um, CM Punk um, at WrestleMania twenty nine. He loses the streak at mm -hmm. WrestleMania thirty. And then he isn't really the same. He, he, he should have retired then. He comes out, has some bad matches, um, fake retires at WrestleMania 33. So this is not his best period. This is certainly where he's winding down. So he's out. But the person who's in is the one who does break the streak, which is Brock. Brock returns in 2012. 2012 is not a good year because he immediately is made to lose to Cena. He wins a feud at Triple H. Then he, breaks, he wins a match with CM Punk, breaks the streak, destroys John Cena at SummerSlam, Carries the belt to WrestleMania where Rollins cashes in on him. Um, he's then in the midst of a new contract, beats Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania, and by WrestleMania 33, he's winning the belt again after losing to Goldberg and then getting his win back against him. So this is a huge, like Brock Lesnar period, beating the streak and deciding that you're going to use this guy as a guy who makes other guys. And the guy he was supposed to make was Roman Reigns, but we didn't do that at 31. We tried to circle back to it at, um, at 34 again. Um, Roman Reigns, the fact that you're trying to make him and he does win championships during his time and you're trying to make him Cena and he is actually supposed to be the number one guy. Between 2015 to 2017, Roman Reigns is headlining house shows. Roman Reigns is beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is main eventing against Triple H at WrestleMania 32 in, in a massive Texas stadium and winning the title. It's not a case of whether he was cheered or booed or not. It's a case of whether he was actually a pillar that you were establishing the company around. And the fact that is that he was, he was the guy. He was the one who they wanted to make. And we criticized them and shit on them on every podcast that we did during his time saying, Jesus Christ, like, let it go. Like, we don't, we're not going to cheer for him. But the fact is, is that he was a pillar because he exists to this very day. Um, and the other one, again, I put Orton in. And um, I could have, I could have not had Orton in quite easily, um, and 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 found other people to put in, such as Brian. But the fact is, is that um, when Brian beat John Cena for the belt, Randy Orton beat him. Randy Orton carried that belt to WrestleMania 14 and ended up losing it to Daniel Bryan. Um, Orton then was consistently given things to do, including winning another Raw Rumble and then beating Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 33. So. He was on top again, um, much like Cena. So Cena and Orton still stay here. Um, Brock comes in because these are his um, strongest years. And then Roman Reigns is the guy you're trying to make. So that's that's the four I had. Okay, so our last one is 17 to 22. Um, well, our last one is actually trying to predict the next five years, but we can do, seven, yeah, do 17 to 22 first. Uh, 17 to 22. What's funny is... The further or the closer it got to real time, the least I fucking could remember. How bad is that? Like this last 17 to 22, I was almost like, oh my God, who the fuck did anything? Oh, how bad is that? This is the hardest. <laughs> this, is the, this, is by, this is by far the hardest because I don't, nobody deserves, like very few people deserve to be 
mentioned as pillars. Because you go Roman, of course, right? You go Rome. I go Roman and Brock because Brock like has a resurgence to where it's Roman and Brock constantly. Um, yeah. And then I'm going Rollins and Orton and Orton's just always like uh, the, the word pillar, like that's Orton. Like he's a constant, a mainstay. He mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the world champion to be the, but he's always like one of the best looks, the best has the best match, all that. So, um, that's why I'm doing. It's, it's Roman Rollins, Brock and Orton. Your list is super close to mine, except I didn't have Orton here. And then I could have done because again, like he is consistent. The problem is at WrestleMania 34, he's in a US title. He's down to like having a US title match. At WrestleMania 35, he's in a nothing match with AJ. At 36, he's, is the pandemic one where he's working with Edge. But I do feel these are the down years for, for Orton. The person I've gone for, the people I've gone for, I've gone for Reigns and Brock. They were my definites. Seth Rollins during this time, um, they try. They do try to make him the number one guy in, in 2019 where he wins at WrestleMania. But essentially, he just becomes your most consistent performer during his time. He becomes more like a a Shawn Michaels kind of when he come back. So not the Shawn Michaels that was in the Attitude Era or you know '96 or DX Shawn Michaels, but just a very consistent performer where everybody's saying that Rollins is the best worker and he stays on top. So I didn't have Orton. The other person I had in was Becky Lynch because mm -hmm. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch becomes the man in 2018. And for the next four years, she's on top. Now, she did have one year out where she was pregnant, but I think she was the first one where you could turn around and go, they were saying, push the women, you got to push the women, you got to push the women, you got to push the women. And they were like, yeah, but they don't draw any money. And this one came along was like, well, actually, hold on a minute, she does. Mm -hmm. She's going to, she's justifiable, she's a justifiable person to main event and close out WrestleMania. I didn't see anyone crying about it. Uh, when she did, yeah, she um, didn't cry. Maybe, well, no, we didn't. We didn't cry. We didn't say it was the wrong match to go on. Well, I mean, they, she as, didn't cry I, during a match. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, and and this is a this is a woman who came along and matched your your top guys, um, sale for sale, and actually went to number one. Um, the other person that I considered putting in these spots was was Orton. I also considered putting in Bray Wyatt because mm -hmm. you got the end of um you know the, the the village people wyatt and then your fiend comes in here but for me he's not consistent enough too many breaks not enough good matches as well um another person that that returned here and was more consistent was was daniel bryan returned in 2018 and was wrestling up until um 2022 although obviously one year of that is in AEW, uh, but he was a consistent performer here as well um, but yeah, it's, it's really hard to do this period. Drew McIntyre is another one. He returns in 2018, uh, 2017 actually, but he's one year's in NXT. He's on, he's working near the top for most of it. He has a title run, but the title run wasn't very good. Um, because obviously there's no crowds there or anything. Mm -hmm. And, and on gets a pass because the one year she missed was perfect because she never worked COVID. Um, so for me, all I see is a star who the first woman who justified pushing women, she was the one that went toe to toe with the men for actual sales and actual crowd responses and actually getting over to the level that they were because before Becky Lynch, everything was forced. Sasha was forced. Charlotte was forced. Bailey was forced. All of them were forced. They weren't real stars. She was and is. 
mm. and was paid um, as a con- as as a um, as a consequence of that, or not really a consequence, but as a result of that, um, she was she was the first one that got paid properly. Like unlike the other girls who don't have who don't have bosses and the things that Becky has. Okay, so we're gonna go to uh, our future ones, right? Who's who's in for the future? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So up to twenty, up to twenty, up to twenty twenty seven. Um, who do you think these four people that they'll build around will be? All right. So Gunther. I think they go through uh, because they're really they're high on him. I think he needs to like not be a fat guy, but he needs to get more muscle to him. That's the only thing that's like when you see him stand against Brock, you go, I don't doubt he can go toe to toe with, you know, getting hit in the face and not, you know, crying about it. But you fear he can't hit back as hard. Um, Rollins continues on, I think. Uh, Roman, I think, keeps on with this title and hangs on for a while. And now I want to throw in a dark horse that is not, like, looked at right now. Like, oh, yeah, it's part of the things we see. I think, and I heard you guys talk about him on the Brad show, and I wanted to chime in. And I think with the right gimmick, and I think with the, not even gimmick really, but with the right direction and guidance, Montez Ford. Now, as is now, I don't I don't appreciate the goofiness. I don't like the fucking he spazzes out all the time. I don't like any of that. Obviously, we know in the ring, 100% there's nothing to fix there. Fucking fantastic, right? Everything there. He has worked on his body. He's bigger now, which helps. That goes a long way. Now it's a matter of personality and and market-wise. So I'm seeing him as bad guy. You have to have him be more serious and be angry. We have not seen that. We saw for fucking four seconds on one show once, and I thought they were going somewhere. Remember like when um, he was angry about something and uh, Dawkins had to like smack him and be like, Dude, snap out of it, and then he, like he snapped to his senses and did something. But he had that angry face, and I said he could be good angry. But we have not seen him really get into it. But I think he could be the Shawn Michaels showing off type of guy, but have that anger in him too. So I think he has everything but the the right path where it comes to. Don't do the goofy fucking spaz fucking smiley shit and you know, it's a little too shucking and jiving for me with the uh the spazzing stuff. And uh I mean you've seen that where he gets on the floor and does weird shit. You're like, what the, what the fuck is this? Um but I think he has potential to really be fucking big. I I I hear it said and I don't necessarily agree with it but i don't necessarily disagree with it either but for me to chuck him out as a, as a pillar um with with any kind of certainty sure i can't really do that's it i do see it in him like i see the look and i see the wrestling style but the personality is way that's way what, off that's and the I, big I, difference I mean, it just bring, and it just brings me back around to biggie when i look at him and say like oh he looked good too and he could wrestle decently but that and but we thought you, the same thing though to him if he changed his personality it might be better too well, if he changes 
Ali, but it's almost like, well, why didn't you? Is it because it would be too much of a shock to people? Are you too, are you, is this too ingrained in our brains? Because the New Day existed for a long time. Like he was, he was stupid for years. He was a, he was a, he was a goofy pancake tosser for years. So yeah. it's like, it's, can you change when something is so ingrained well, in your audience? Shawn without, Michaels was without, rah, rah, with, you know, Shawn Michaels was, Hey everybody, I want to rock and roll, no, you know, but, that shit. But that, yeah, he was. They turned heel. Yes. Now, big. So, if you want, if you want to take that, if the, the only way you can't transition into a different kind of babyface, you need to have that heel turn. Which, which I think, if Montez has it and he becomes this cocky back guy, if he becomes yep. like one of those prick uh, NBA players or one of those wide, you know, one of, if he becomes fucking, um, oh, what's uh, Antonio Brown mm-hmm. uh, as a wrestler? If he becomes Ant- the Antonio Brown. Wrestler who can wrestle, then yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like if he can, if he can, if he can channel that, because everybody hates that guy. Um, I mean, and but they agree that he's like talented, so he could be this great wrestler who's a, a complete dick. Yeah, they I, could even do a storyline. They could even do a storyline where he's like he gets with another. We gets with another girl, like and Bianca's crying because he cheated on her or something. Like that would give him heat as well. That would. Um, I'm sending you something. Some breaking news. Okay. This is new shit that's come up for Sabu. Let's see how this goes over with AEW. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. Oh, I never someone saw. Someone posted that. Holy shit! <laughs> so to tell people what we're talking about, this is from quite a while ago. Um, Jr. This is when Jr. Like bumped his head. And he had like black eye. It looked like somebody beat the piss out of him, which was weird. And he's like, I took a bad bump last night. Um, and he's bloody as shit. Sabu replies, he's a puss ass fag and all around asshole. Everything's spelled weird here. And all around asshole. So fuck you, Jim Ross. Hope you die, you fucking dickhead. Cock eater, two face cunt, WWE fuck boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. That's fucking great. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that yesterday. <laughs> um, it's, it's, <laughs> you almost think it's fake. It's so goofy. <laughs> what? Yeah, welcome to AEW. <laughs> JR's literally he's working there now, like having cancer yeah. treatment, isn't he? Yeah, over that leg of his being chopped off half the time, but yeah. Um, okay, who's who's your uh, your, your go to? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I went to Roman uh, because even if he doesn't uh, re-sign a new deal uh, in twenty twenty five, these three years that he does does do will be strong enough to keep him in mm-hmm. um, already. Um, another one, unfortunately, who I think they're going to shove keep shoving down off roads, and he's going to be around for the next five years is Cody Rhodes. Mm. Um, I don't think there's any escaping it that he's going to be a top guy and he's going to win multiple world titles in this period. So he's going to be established as a pillar, um, especially with the way he conducts himself media-wise. Um, they, they probably will deliver on that heel turn that I think um, once we do get sick of him because there's definitely a a, a sickening element to him uh, where it will get sickly and there'll be a decent heel turn there. And I could say the same even for Drew. I think Drew had a decent heel turning, but I didn't put him in just because I think that um, 
I don't trust them to book him correctly. Yeah. They don't seem as invested as him where they'll give him the full license to be the heel that he wants to be. So I don't trust them. It's not about him. It's about them. And I think they're more invested in Cody and they're obviously invested in Roman. So I debated loads of people here. Um, Solo Sokoa, Austin mm. Theory, Drew McIntyre, a few oh, women. Theory, yeah. Well, um, but I ended up with these two. Um, first one's Bianca because she is a black woman who's got herself over, uh, well, not got herself over necessarily, but she's someone that they are committed to. Despite the fact that Becky is the bigger name who outsells or whatever, she's still the one that broke the record. Um, they're committed to this, 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 this look and this person, and she's a decent wrestler, and I don't think they're going to like change course with her because I think that they're fully committed to this. And she, obviously, at any point, Brings up, obviously, uh, brings up and that, 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 um, fulfills, sorry, that quite that diversity quota for them. Whenever they can go back to someone and say, Oh, hey, look, we've got this, this girl, either she's the champion or she's challenging for the championship, or again, once it gets boring, there's a hero run there as well. She's never been a heel, um, on the main roster, so she could do that as well. So there's loads and loads of different things she can do, and she's going to continue to smash it out with sponsors the cricket wireless and um all of these um fast food companies and everybody that she works for um all the pr everything she they're gonna just chuck her out there all the time she's not going anywhere at all um she's almost like um black cena mm. black female cena is what i think she is i really do um and it doesn't translate and the funny and the reason why i'm even more certain about it because it doesn't actually translate in the merchandising numbers, but they still continue to go ahead with it, which shows you how committed they are to it. So I think she's one that goes in above the others. Um, I think she's more she's more likely to be more consistently pushed than Becky or, or anyone coming up from NXT. And the other one was really difficult because I considered loads of people, as I said, solo, um, other girls, uh, Carmelo Hayes, Bron Breaker, um, Seth Rollins, even. Mm. But I just ended up going with Theory. Um, they do seem committed to this kid. Um, he's already beaten. Um, he's already beaten Bobby Lashley, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Edge. Um, if you're beating these people, Rey Mysterio. If you're winning matches against these people, I don't think that they are going to just give up on you at any point. Um, he looks good. He wrestles decent matches. Um, he's not a bad talker. He'll get better. Um, and what is he, 24? I don't think they're going to be giving young. up on him. Yeah. He's yeah. He, he, for me, I look at these people. Roman's Roman, and that, and that, and that's what that's who he is. Um and um, I think that he'll continue to be to be pushed. Oh, shit, I've forgotten the other one we said. And Cody's come in mm. for big money. He's a big signing that you've come in. And for me, they'll try and make him John Cena. Um, Bianca Belair is black female John Cena. And Austin Theory is the new Randy Orton. That's that's how I see these people. Uh, mm. And that's why I got that's why I arrived at these four. The, 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 um, the dark horse here, 
and could go either way depending on crowd reaction because obviously crowd reaction dictates who who gets over we didn't think sammy was going to be a star last year uh, we didn't think daniel bryan was going to be pushed before cm punk got himself over with one promo so we don't know who's going to pop out yeah could be some random on it we've never we've never spoken about but um solo sokoa is someone that could get over they're certainly behind him he, he hardly ever loses yeah he's I lost just don't once. Know the, right but i just don't know how that translates long term is he going to be a silent killer like is he going to be like goldberg uh is bron breaker going to be like goldberg um like how many goldbergs can you have like what's he is he, is he going to start like talking you say, get wardlow get wardlow in here well, I said that too about yeah, get yeah. get Wardlow because suddenly you sign Wardlow and I'd he's like in that. this conversation. Yeah, I, I'd like that and very talk- much. Do you think? Um, I asked this to Fausti. He's on the side of he thinks MJF is already signed with uh, AEW and they just keep it a secret. And I said I don't think so at all. Um, I, I don't think he has signed, and I think he'll go WWE. What do you? What do you? Where's your stance? Nah, he's gonna stay AEW. I think all of this is just um, is is all just said for heat. But ultimately, I think he'll stay there. I don't think WWE want him. I definitely don't think they're gonna pay him what AEW do. I think for WWE, they look at LA Knight and especially Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Grayson Waller might be something. Everybody says he's like a monster. He's like money. Yeah, and and I think they look at them and think they already have their own versions, their, their their own versions of MJF who are not five, six, um, <laughs> which is, which is a problem. So, so yeah, I, I don't think there is any real interest there. And I think that he's done a good job in convincing, um, AW to push him and pay him more money hmm. without ever, without any legitimate interest. I mean, if he's available, they would take him, but I don't know if he'd be a world champion and I don't know. And I don't think they'll pay him two and a half million dollars a year. I just don't. That'd be very interesting. Um, that's it. I think Billy's done uh, what about six hours of wrestling this week? Fucking Christ! You did three, yep. uh, three and a half over there. You just did an hour and a half over here. Uh, we did the betting I, one for another hour. <laughs> let me tell you something, right? It's not even this week. I did that show at one a.m. last night. It's when uh, it started, right? So it was still within the same twenty-four hours. This is finishing now at ten. So I've done six. I've done six of the last. 21 hours was spent talking about wrestling. Only thing Six I thought. And I, was, and I was asleep for eight. <laughs> so if you take if you take the eight hours away, if you take eight away from, from 21, which leaves you with 13, half of the time I've been awake, I've been talking about wrestling. Yeah, and that's a problem. See, that's your own fault. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. I, I don't know how the hell you're doing this. Uh, <laughs> God damn. You have no one to blame but yourself. Uh, yes, go, uh, there'll be more little clips on here. I watched an hour of wrestling on the treadmill as well this morning. Oh my so. God. Yeah. And then you had SmackDown and uh, AEW tonight. Um, there will be more clips from the Billy show, uh, on the Brad, from the Brad show actually, um, on this, but a go to allow me to apologize. If you want to hear the three and a half hours, it is good. You could see, um, if I was just making up that, uh, Billy sits there and sucks him off for most of the show, or if Billy, remembers correctly and didn't suck himself off for half the show. Uh, you guys be the judge. Also, you could find uh, the betting show that Billy and I did. Uh, LockBetting.com is his Twitter, but look for uh, LockBetting Podcast 
and you will find that on there. It is this show will be up before the other one is because it just got to edit a little bit. But um, just keep checking back; it'll be up shortly today. Uh, this is Friday, by the way, and then um, all my nonsense is patreon.com slash lingusmafia or look up Lingus Mafia wherever you get any of your programming and especially TikTok because that's always a fun thing on there. And uh, we have bonus stuff this week because there's two fucking pay-per-views. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're both this weekend? I, I, have, um, I have one more thing to plug, actually. Go for it. Um, if you go to the website, autograph sharks.com autograph sharks.com um you can go to that if you want now as well Cav. Okay. um and what is is me and austin uh this week had a bit of an inventory about do you want this up in your room do i want this up in my room can we get this in the hallway um can we even store this um and we arrived at the conclusion that everything on this website we will not be keeping. So we have listed Jesus. 30 items on a web. So I bought the 30 items so far. There are probably another 30 that we're going to find this week that we are willing to part with or that we have two of or whatever. I mean, these Novak Djokovic tennis rackets that are on there. Mm -hmm. We have about, we have about six of those. Um, we got, we got um, seven Funko pops signed by Post Malone, three guitars. We're keeping two guitars. We're keeping three different variations of the Funko everything else on sale. So, I mean, things you have on sale here, Ricky Gervais, Post Malone, uh, You're Phil not putting Foden, any of the, the fucking Packers stuff on there, are you? The fucking Rogers thing. Because I see his picture signing. You're not putting that on, are you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet because I got three, I got, I got three, I wasn't maybe, including Austin's one, four, four shirts. Um, I don't think I'm going to need four shirts of a player that doesn't play for us anymore. I've got one up and not, and I'll I'll keep the kid size, and I'll probably even keep the military one, which means that the the green and yellow might might be available uh, at some point. But we'll see what happens with these with these items. I mean, here we've got it's not just sport sports stuff. It's Jake the Snake Roberts, um, Virgil Van Dyke, someone you won't know, Ian McLennan. Do you know who that is? No. He was Gandalf and Magneto. Oh, and his okay. signature's worth a lot. Uh, Novak Djokovic, Post Malone. Um, Ricky Gervais, uh, soccer player Phil Foden, soccer player Harry Kane. There's loads of stuff on it. Manchester United, Manchester United stuff. Yeah, so just 30 items available at the moment. Like, and it's not for stupid prices. It's just at why realistically think it will move out um, quickly, and then we'll get another load of stuff up. I I did not know that we had we had actually managed to collect this many things. I, I mean, told I, you. in this house, like, I have 11. Eleven figures signed by Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. No reason for that. They're each worth two dollars. No, it's worth all the resting <laughs> stuff's worth decent money, especially. If, but they all want it Beckett. So I need to go and see the Beckett specialist, and I'll be taking um, about twenty, thirty things to him, getting them, getting them stickered, and then um, which is only cost about ten dollars an item, and then putting them up. Um, but yeah, I mean, Austin, Austin's fucking greedy. Like he wants to fucking put everything up there. Oh, how much can I get for my honest fortune? And I was like, we're not selling Jesus. That. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. But, and he was like, Oh, well, if we get, we get 500 pounds. I'm selling it. Like, no, you're not. Kid, kid thinks he's getting all the money. Um, but he's getting, he's getting half the money. So everything you buy, 
half of it goes towards um, him and me trying to then convince him not to waste it afterwards, which will be the next ne- the next task. That this doesn't all go on PlayStation games and and app things on the App Store and and shit like that. So yeah, but that'll be my problem. Um, okay. All you need to do is go and have a bite. So uh, again, it's autograph sharks one word autographsharks.com no dash or anything like that yeah i'm i'm there myself so yeah take a take a look guys and see uh what Wait, you you're, want looking, to you're looking at the catalog yeah i'm there i'm on it okay yeah um all right kids that's... So if you click on something yeah just to say if you click on for an example yeah. um just click on some something choose right. something I you click, might. I, I clicked on it yep and it has pictures of the guy signing it what have you? Who? What have you picked? The first thing that was there, Antonio Conte. Okay, so yeah, what? So straight away, he's told you what what I wanted to sort of establish. You can see him signing that piece, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the stuff is like that. Um, I have if, if if I didn't get a proof, um, then it would either be sold for really low, or I just would like to go and get it authenticated by the authenticator instead. I'm not going to chuck anything out there that doesn't have a proof or doesn't have authentication. You only got Most four things these, on here right uh, now, though, right? That's all you've added? No, you're on the homepage. So click on the side and click catalog. All right. Catalog. Okay, there you go. Okay, now I can see everything. Good. Because I was like, shit, there's only this one. You know, okay. Yeah, there's a fucking shit. Nah. Yeah, he got everything yeah. on there. Okay. So if you go down, even if you go down to... Um, I'm on the second page. The Djokovic. All oh, right. So you you can see Jake the Snake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got down to Jake the Snake. So if you click on Jake the Snake, you can see Jake the Snake signing the figure at the breakfast table. Oh, it's actually the video. You can, you can press play on the video, right? Yeah, it's a video. I don't know if it'll play, but here. I'll press it. I don't know if it'll come it through. It should play. So. Yeah, people could hear it. Yeah, it, busy at breakfast. Billy bothering people. It's not Billy Body. It's Billy bothering <laughs> Well, that's what he wanted. That's that's where like he wanted to he wanted to do it. So yeah. All right, that's it, kids. Go to autographsharks.com if you want to get some stuff that Billy has had signed. Uh, I'm Cav. He's Billy. Remember, the Holocaust happened, and so did Hulk Hogan. See you next week. Extend your fucking condolences.